Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 237 of the Canadian Football Countdown, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Ryan, Trey, and Adam here with you for our official 2023 CFL season wrap-up show. The CFL season is officially in the books. The Montreal Alouettes are your Grey Cup champions, and we're here to wrap up the season, take a look ahead towards the offseason uh and everything to come with it and also maybe tease a little bit about our off-season plans here on the podcast make sure you stay tuned at the end of the episode for some more news on that lots of fun stuff to come but let's first of all welcome in the panel this evening in this corner it's the great trey colbeck trey how you doing you can't do that to me too man (laughs) anyway i'm doing okay man it's uh (sighs) i was a little upset thinking no cfl this week for the first time, we could say that in about four or five months. And then I remembered American Thanksgiving, and I work from home. So I get to just watch three straight football games tomorrow. Maybe I'll go buy some turkey. We'll see. Anyway, but we'll find out what I do tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing good. Rock Adam, that mustache, man. <laughs> we need to blur that out, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. This could be offensive to children, or it's going to cause me to get arrested. One of the two. <laughs> Oh, I'm doing okay, except for the mustache. Um, Trey, you gotta go try one of those festive burgers from KFC. Oh, you! I'm I not a big KFC earlier. guy. I'm not. I don't. One, I ate KFC once when I was young, and let's just say I didn't leave the bathroom for a while, and I've never been able to go to KFC again. Popeyes. If Popeyes came out with it, I love me some Popeyes. Well, oh, I guess it's chicken, chicken chef's in the middle. I love chicken chef pizza. Yeah. But oh, there! Oh, Popeye is a spicy dark meat. Oh, I could eat a bucket of that. Don't get me going. Oh, off-season oh. podcast chicken rankings. There we go. <laughs> I'm gonna say Mary Brown's actually is the best. I've never had it, like but I've heard Brown. it's good. So I'll have to try that before I, that. I show. think I, I think Popeye's leads the way for me I think currently. So. Yeah, I, I gotta yeah. go that direction. Uh, anyways, yeah. If you not Popeyes, and, and by Brown. the way, this part of the segment is brought to you by Popeyes. <laughs> 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 We're not sponsored, but we could be. Yeah. Uh, get in contact <laughs> with our people. Um, so, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Our people will call your people. Your people call our people. Either way, let's get it done. Oh, um, Mike in a suit doing like business would be great. Oh, I love it. Ready to wrap up the season anyway, tonight. Let's go. Let's if you go. missed the Grey Cup recap or the Grey Cup post-game show, uh, Trey, Adam, and Mike uh, did a great job recapping the Grey Cup uh, Sunday night shortly after the game. It was a fantastic Grey Cup game. I unfortunately couldn't make it that evening as I was away sick, but uh, you know what? Feeling better now. Happy to be back wrapping up the season. No, I did not get, if you're watching the video podcast, no, I did not get kidnapped. Uh, if you'll notice, I'm not in my usual location. It's I'm still sick and I am camping out in the corner of my basement uh, so that if I cough in between, hopefully not into the microphone, I apologize if I do so. Uh, hopefully it does not wake up anybody in the house, uh, but we're going to talk about the CFL season here today. Uh, and of course, we'll take your comments and questions in our live chat throughout the night on our YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, and Twitter feeds. All thanks to presenting sponsor, GameTime TV, which you can learn more about at GameTimeTV.ca or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash GameTimeTVMB. We also want to acknowledge that the Canadian Football Countdown is brought to you from Treaty 1 Territory, traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Ojibwe, Dakota, and Dene peoples and the homeland of the Métis Nation, as well as from Treaty 4 territory, traditional territory of the Cree, Soto, Dakota, Lakota, Nakota, and Métis Nation. 
you're looking for additional content as well, again, lots of stuff to come this off season. Make sure you check out our Discord community. Uh, we'll have more news uh, and discussions throughout the off season going on over there. So make sure you check that out as well. There is a link in the episode description to join for free. We've had a couple new members join us in the past couple of weeks. So thanks uh, for joining one us. Was, one was my buddy because I was telling him about the potential off season content. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> I was like, I'm not sending, I'm not posting this on Twitter. So if you want to see it, come yeah. to our Discord. <laughs> so, anyway, I just can't stop laughing. Let's go. We're good. Oh, this is going to be a good show. Looking forward to it here. Uh, well, let's kick things off. We're going to get into wrapping things up. And we're going to do that with the official CFC CFL Awards show. We've got a variety of different topics and awards to hand out. Some good, some not so good. Uh, we'll go around the table and each give our nominees for that. But before we do so, I know you guys kind of did this already Sunday night a little bit, but uh, let's let's talk about the season as a whole and sum that up a little bit. Uh, Adam, how do you feel the 2023 CFL season as a whole was? Well, I mean, you can't say nothing but very good about the CFL season this year. I mean, attendance was up in the, in the crowds. Toronto, BC has really recovered quite nicely. Look at the East Final in Toronto. I mean, that almost put a tear to my eye, seeing that many people watching the game uh, in Toronto, caring about their fans. Even today, when you watch the CFL, any CFL news and you see Montreal with just cord, a horde of a crowd, just joining up to watch the uh, Montreal Alouettes celebrate the Grey Cup in their parade. I mean, that was something very, very great. And uh, overall, the CFL had a great year. Yes, there were some hiccups, including, uh, you know, a certain thing that Ryan's near and dear to him is stats. They still haven't got that right. But, hey, uh, overall, though, it's still a great game. It's still fun to watch. Uh, maybe a little concern in some markets like Edmonton, uh, maybe a slight bit of concern in Saskatchewan, although I think that's more of the rebuilding and everything's in the dumps right now because it's everything's getting rebuilt. Uh, some questions have being asked in Winnipeg, but overall, uh, big year for the CFL in general. And you look, this was the first year that they had two competitors that were somewhat on their level, uh, the USFL and the XFL. And when that's first started, it's doom and gloom. And everything else, well, a certain quarterback from Montreal went and said what the CFL did about those two competitions. And, uh, yeah, they, they didn't even hesitate. Both of those are kind of in shambles. I don't know what they are right now, to be honest with you. Uh, but, overall, the CFL had a great year. Uh, things are looking up for the for the league. Trey, what's your thoughts on the league for a whole? Oh, the yeah, you took everything away from me. Stats and a goddamn video game is about the only two things I maybe want them to do right. But the video game... if I hope to God CFL can get a video game before Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out at this rate, but, uh, you know, um, <laughs> but probably not. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. Stats, I mean, they're a little better now and everything, but like Adam said, attendance great. You see the parade today. I was saying in our private chat, I'm like, as a CFL fan, you're almost glad the Bombers didn't win because you want to see this new team, now the third team in, uh, I guess, five years technically or four seasons of one. So it's great to see these parades and uh, someone who got to enjoy the parades over 19 and 21. You know, it's great to see Montreal do that. TV ratings seemed good too. Were they? And that could have been partly because of a French market and RDS numbers too, but it seemed pretty high. Unfortunate it wasn't available in America, but you know, little things they can talk, work about work on going forward. Put the awards on TV too for crying out loud. But uh, uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything else I complain about. 
coaching cap. That's about it. Yeah, but that's always going to be something we <sighs> can complain about, right? Uh, yeah, in terms of the TV numbers, I mean, the Grey Cup a quarter, uh, was it a quarter of Canadians watched the Grey Cup, which is insanely good. Uh, and yeah, it wasn't on TV in the States, but I heard some good praise for it being on CFL Plus. And I've seen a lot of people say they tuned in in the playoffs for the first time uh, to the CFL and that they're coming back next year. So the game is growing. And I think I said this a couple of weeks ago on the show. You know, we went through the COVID lost season. We went through the CBA negotiations, which was a gong show. We went through, you know, early season, all the stats issues uh, and things like that this year. And yet this is probably the strongest CFL season in the past decade, in my opinion. So attendance wise, not TV numbers wise, you guys mentioned that stuff already. I think this was a really solid year for the CFL. And I think it's only going to continue to grow as they get better and better with their marketing. I got to give a shout out to the team's social media people as well. Uh, you know, I thought across the league, they've, they've done a great job. Uh, Montreal's was great this week. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Bombers deserve it. Yeah, they've been good, though. They've been good oh, yeah. in drumming up the interest, uh, you know. So uh, I, I, lots of positives to come out of this season for me in general for the CFL as well. And but no positive drug tests. Tired of. Honestly, no, honestly, honestly, though, we've I feel like we've had some over the last few years, and I don't know if it was, you know, Harris had that one in nineteen, right? And then, yeah, and I feel like there's been a couple, but I just kind of dawned on me. had one. Uh, what's his name? There had. Uh, oh, he went to Edmonton. Now he had a drug. He had a drug positive. And, and honestly, no DUIs, and I know you know nothing come out so far. Honestly, when you think about that stuff, so hey, players. Are, well, one gun was there. Charge, we won't forget, we won't talk about that. Oh, okay. Never oh, mind. yeah, yeah. Right, no, right, right. There we go. Right. Is Never over. mind. That part's through. No positive drug tests on the uh, for PEDs, anyway. There we and, go. T- and how some guys played, I wouldn't be shocked. But anyway. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the uh, CFC CFL Awards show. Uh, who wants to pick the first category here? Uh, Trey, you got one? <laughs> Sorry, I had to cough and I didn't want to be the one to do it. Um, Oh my God! Let's go biggest surprise. Biggest. Ah, there we go. And, and do I get to go first or? Yeah. yeah okay. Sure. I, I got to go with Montreal. Yeah, honestly, right? The team that had no ownership on in free agency. The team that everyone thought had a quarterback and a coach come come that hates each other or couldn't get along, couldn't have success. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Gary's out. We don't know what else is going on, right? And to go and then play good enough in the first half of the season. Kept their head above water, got those big accusations or accusations, acquisitions, and then kept rolling. I got to go with Montreal. Uh, Ryan's with you. That was where I was going to go originally as well, was the Alouettes. But uh, to avoid repeating, I think I'll go with Chad Kelly as the biggest surprise for me this year coming into the year. I mean, I, I, I thought there was potential. You know, Nathan Rourke kind of set the bar for that where. I don't know if Rourke didn't do what he did last year. I feel like the hopes for Kelly would be a lot lower than they were coming into this year. Um, but there was it was kind of a mixed bag. We knew nothing really about him very much outside of those couple plays we saw. So 
Yeah, I thought he could be a good guy. Don't say we, Ryan. Don't say we. Well, okay, you had him for... But going back to if we were to revisit your preseason prediction, you put him as the number one quarterback because he won the Grey Cup last year. That was your reasoning. You did not necessarily put him there because you thought he was the top talent. Doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't quarterback. Doesn't matter. Same, same. It's okay. So there were a range of, there were a range of expectations, but I mean, he's the most outstanding player in the CFL. So now that's back-to-back years we've had a quarterback come out of nowhere and and put up an MOP quality season. I know Rourke didn't win it. He would have, I think, if he played the full year. I I think it's a risk, obviously, to go with the unknown at quarterback. And yeah, they didn't win the cup. They didn't get to the finals, but a 16-2 and season, that was a gamble and it absolutely pulled off uh, for the Argos. So I, I think that was a huge positive surprise and a huge positive for the team and the growth of the team and the growth of the league to have a guy like Kelly uh, in that kind of uh, successful role. Adam, what do, we, what do you think? Well, I was going to use the uh, success of the Montreal Alouettes too, because let's face it, when the two gentlemen, uh, the offensive coordinator, Jason Moss, and uh, the quarterback, Cody Fajardo, left the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, I mean, there was everybody in Ryderville saying, yes, this isn't going to go well for the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, but since Trey used that one and I got to be a little bit different, I'm going to go with Vernon Adams, the uh, resurgence of uh, Vernon Adams over in the British Columbia. Uh, the guy there had a stellar season. Uh, we were always talking at the beginning of the year again, bad VA, good VA, bad VA, good VA. There ain't no other good, bad VA anymore. Uh, it's all good VA. Uh, he had a great season, had a great running game, uh, or sorry, had a great passing game with him. Uh, you look at Lucky Whitehead and you look at some of the other pieces, Alexander Holmes, it was his coming out here this year. Uh, same thing also uh, with a few other pieces that BC had, but more so Vernon Adams finally proved that he is a legitimate top quarterback in this league. And uh, yeah, that was nice to see. So, All right. I'll take our next category here and uh, let's, let's go to the other side of the coin here. Uh, and I'll create a banner for this in a second. Cause apparently I don't have one for this one yet, but uh the biggest letdown uh, of 2023, the opposite of a positive surprise, a big letdown. I got to go with the Edmonton Elks and their start to the season, man. I mean, my preseason predictions, I had Dylan Mitchell as a top five receiver in the CFL. I had Taylor Cornelius as the top fantasy quarterback. I had Kevin Brown leading the league in rushing. He actually finished like top three or something. So that one wasn't far off. But I had the Elks winning more home games than they were losing. And that 0-8 start shut out twice. Uh, you know, what What more could have gone wrong for Edmonton early in this season? And, and they turned it around in the end, and that's a positive. Uh, but, uh, you know, certainly uh, not the season I expected from the Elks to start the year. So that's my biggest letdown. Uh, Adam, what about you? And that was mine too, was the Edmonton Elks. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that were very surprised in how they turned out. I mean, they had a better defense with uh, with a few new pieces added in there. Uh, they had a uh, offense that really has uh, changed. It was, again, you had Eugene Lewis. You had uh, Dylan Mitchell, who was supposed to be really, really good this year. Uh, you expected Taylor Cornelius to do something. I mean, there was guys that had him tops in the league uh, right off the bat when they uh, brought him in. Uh, thought he was going to be something else. Well, in the end of the year, he was on a third string spot and he was there for multiple, multiple weeks already by that point. Uh, 
a little bit of a surprise. Maybe the Trey Ford uh, maybe has come in and started to play a little bit better. Uh, we'll see how that goes next year. But I'll tell you right now, I, I'd like to say somebody different, but the Edmonton Elks are my biggest letdown. I want to say the Rough Riders, but I didn't expect nothing out of the Rough Riders really much this year. Uh, so, yeah, I'll go with the Edmonton Elks as well. Trey? I got to go with the 16-2. and two. Can't win a game in the playoffs. Biggest letdown, Toronto. Um, we've talked, you know, it's not overly surprising. Another team won because most often in the CFL, the team you don't think is going to win it, wins it. But, you know, everyone thought Toronto, Toronto was going to be Toronto, Winnipeg. We talked about that since March, right? And they did everything they had to do to get to, well, finally, these finals. And then they just couldn't... Uh, uh, they couldn't push the uprights in front of Fajardo that day, right? So that's all. That's why we're here. You know, I'll throw one more out there just to get three different answers here. We're going to put these all up on social media as well to, for folks to vote on or have their own write-in comment. Since Adam took the Elks as well, I, I, I got to throw the Calgary Stampeders in here, right? Like, yes, they ended up making the playoffs, but they barely made the playoffs. And this is a team that we're not used to being disappointed by. And so... I'd say it's a letdown from that standpoint, not one that was unexpected to happen eventually, but also kind of expected to happen eventually because how long can you keep that sustained success? And it was early in the season, you know, the Stampeders game after game were losing close games they should have won and just not finishing the way they're normally uh, able to do so. So definitely a letdown season as far as seasons go. Real, real quick them. question, where would you put Bo? as a letdown in there because kind of tying in the calendar the week is he because i don't think anyone expected him to be this bad um, no no did you I, this yeah bad? if this we bad? rewind okay. if we okay. rewind I'll, I'll throw a clip in there in the uh the highlight show at the end of the year i was you pretty harsh think, on yeah. Hope, oh that's fine i just didn't think he would be this bad you know but maybe injury played a little bit into it or whatever but that's all okay adam where you want to go with your next uh with the next topic uh, you know what? I'd like to actually do this one really quickly. The game of the year. Uh, I, you know, like I said, there was quite a few good games this year. You know, the one I got to watch and I thought was just kind of a classic uh, game. And it was very fun to watch all the way through uh, was Calgary and Saskatchewan in Saskatchewan. Uh, some huge, amazing catches in there. Uh, highlighted, I think, by Tevin Jones catching a pretty much a circus acrobat catch, ending up taking it for a touchdown. Followed by the Stampeders coming all the way back and kicking a field goal because, you know, Randy Pareda is going to kick a field goal uh, because that's all he does. Uh, so to me, that was my game of the year because, boy, uh, on the sidelines and watching it in the, in the field, that came, Ryder Nation was screaming loud uh, at that point. It was a great game. But uh, one little bad part about that game was also that uh, that's where Trevor Harris finished off his uh, season. But it was a very fun game, no matter what. Uh, Trey, why don't we go to you? What oh, do you think man. was your game of the year? I got two, and I just don't want to accidentally take Ryan, so I don't know which one. But I will go with <clears throat> Labor Day, because um, I don't think you can make the Saskatchewan-Winnipeg rivalry any better than going to overtime, right? And and just missing off by an extra. We could have had the second round of overtime if there was a two-point conversion. Uh, came down to the end. It, it, you know, it, It's a game that you would want, you know, if if either team was undefeated or both teams didn't have a win, right? Those teams are going to give two games. Uh, great game. So, Ryan, what do you got? 
Yeah, you actually didn't take mine, good. so that's good. Uh, yeah. Although the, both of your guys were in the running for me as well. I'm going to go with, I forget what week this was. I feel like it was around Labor Day, um, but probably a bit before. Ottawa 43, Calgary 41 in overtime. Uh, this is a game that if we went back, I would imagine I picked the under because both these offenses were, were kind of terrible. At that time, uh, and they end up going uh, to overtime in this one. Jake Mayer throws 450 yards and four touchdowns in a loss. And not only that, this is the second straight iteration of what came to be known as the Crumback and the resurgence of Dustin Crum. The week before, he had the comeback win over Winnipeg, which was a very exciting end to the game. But I thought early in that game was kind of dull. This one was points across the board. I mean, Ottawa Ottawa put up seven-plus points in every quarter, Calgary six-plus in every quarter. There was a lot of offense to go around. I, I think this was a great game in hindsight. And you know what? In general, we had a lot of overtime games this year, I feel like. And I thought I think I saw a stat during the Grey Cup. Wasn't it like was it like 60-something percent of games were decided in the final three minutes this season? Something like that, yeah. That's my favorite thing about the CFL is just how exciting the end of a game is because in the NFL, games are decided in the final three minutes by the team with the lead gets the ball and takes a knee, right? Whereas the leads change time after time, and this was one of those iterations. Uh, Trey, where do you want to go for the next topic? Can, can I add just one more quick one? I, it was hard to beat the Grey Cup. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, was, it was really hard to beat the Grey Cup. And I think that one, because those were the two I had uh, L Labor Day in that. Um, so I don't know if we want to just put, that's Mike's choice yeah. right there. It's, it's or something if we want to put that up because you can't make a better game. The only game, only way that would have made it better possibly is if that punt worked at the last play. You know, that's the only thing that would have made it more of a Canadian classic. But yeah, let's move on. To, yeah. Uh, move on to another one here. Um, ah. Most likely to head to the NFL. Uh, this one I think is really interesting because I've seen a couple of names already pop out. One from Winnipeg, one from Toronto. But I'm going to say Chad Kelly. Uh, and I, I just think because he's been there before, even though, what, he had a fumble or a negative one yard run or something like that. I think he was taking a knee. Um, he's been there before, so maybe the CFL bias might not be there for him because he came from there already. Um, and we kind of talked about it, and I thought about it more with Ryan. I don't know if Oliver will actually get a chance because they got so many guys down there, but then people did make good points that there are like a thousand running backs, so he might get carried a little bit. But uh, yeah, I'll go with Chad Kelly. Ryan, what do you got? Ooh, this is one of the questions that was hard to think about because a lot of guys are going to get like, well, what are we, what's the criteria here? Is it a guy getting a shot in the NFL or actually sticking in the NFL? Uh, get a look or get a solid look, like not just a training camp, but somewhere, but not somewhere like Rourke stage, I guess. Yeah. Cause a, lot of, starter. Cause a lot of guys are going to get shots and, yeah. and they have the past couple of years. But just because you're getting workouts doesn't mean you're making it. I mean, Dalton Schoen had a, quite a few last year. Keon Schaefer-Baker got like 12. He didn't stick around anywhere, right? A lot of these guys are getting workouts and not making it back. Yeah, I, I we talked about Oliveira probably getting interest. I don't think he gets a serious spot in the NFL. Just Mike's favorite saying, Ryan, running backs are a dime a dozen. I think that's the case in the NFL as well. 
I'm going to go with the guy who very well could have been and I thought was going to be the Grey Cup MVP, and that's Austin Mack is my take because this is a guy that I believe he spent time with the New York Giants in the NFL previously. He wasn't, even though this is his first year in the CFL, he's not a rookie of the year candidate because I think of the time he spent in the NFL. Um, And he balled out this year. I think that was a fantastic season for Mack and he showed his playmaking ability. So I think I think he's a guy that could get a couple of looks down south. Uh, Adam, what do you think? I'm going to go with a uh, kind of a throwing of the wrench, but um, I'm going to go with Adam Korzak of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, that guy can punt, and I mean he can punt real good. Uh, we've seen Canadian punters or uh, global punters in the uh, NFL. There's a global spot now that's going to be designated in the uh, in the uh, NFL coming up. And uh, Adam Korzak, I think, fits one of those spots because, hey, he's a punter and he can punt, like I said, bombs if he needs to. And he's fairly accurate. He doesn't seem to give up the uh, John Ryan Memorial single every time. So to me, I I could see Adam Korzak possibly going to the NFL. Can I tell you one guy I'd love to see the other way? Tyreek Hill. Oh, my God. Come to the CFL. Big field, man. Oh. I'm going to tell you right now, I think Chase Claypool will be here probably sooner than later. Claypool? I could see him, and I hope he fits in, too. Um, His team has finally won a game, right? Didn't he go a while, like, bouncing around between Pittsburgh, Chicago, and then Miami, where his team lost every game he was dressed? That's so annoying, because he's got skill. He's got speed. I love him on Madden, because you don't have that off-field shenanigans on Madden. But, oh, man. (laughs) They they should bring that into the game. It's not realistic without it. Yeah, there is like uh, we'll talk about it, but there is like morale, so I guess that could play into it. But anyway, who's turn is it? Is it Adams, Ryan's? Um, I'll go next, but I'll throw you know, I'll throw out an honorary mention in for the NFL shot of a guy that I doubt he's gonna go there now because he's had an exhausting year, but I would love to see him complete the trifecta, and that is Darnell Sankey. He won a championship in the XFL, he came and won a championship in the CFL. Get this man on an NFL roster for another championship try here uh, this season. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, kudos to him. Two championships in one year. Do you think there's a coach that could? Coach that gets an NFL shot. Because there's only one that really comes to my mind. And he wouldn't do it. But Didn't win. <laughs> no, he would do it. I was going to say Osh because his winning record and stuff. But I don't know if he would do it. That's I, I think he's pretty happy in Winnipeg. That's honestly. what I mean. I don't think he would do it. He should do it money wise, but anyway, that's all. It's a weird it's a weird place that NFL, especially with for coaches. I mean, you look at Chris Jones. I mean, what was he? An honorary coach at Cleveland? All right, let's move on to our next topic here. I think this one will be an interesting one to debate. Uh, Let's go player you would build a franchise around. So we hear all this talk about the Atlantic Schooners, that they're going to try to get this expansion team. Let's throw expansion rules out the window. You're starting this expansion franchise. You know you're going to have to draft your team. Uh, okay, let's put let's take the rules out for this one player, but then you still have you know your expansion team, so you're not just stacking with stars from every team. Which uh, which player would you build your franchise around? Uh, I, I've struggled with this one a little bit because there's two ways I see it, right? You could go get yourself a star quarterback right away. But at the same time, your team's going to be young in the first couple of years. And I 
you might be wasting them, right? You, you get a, a proven star like Zach Caleros with a couple of years left. Well, you know, he's going to have young receivers to deal with there. Uh, he's probably not going to find that much success. You get a n- young up-and-comer, he's not going to have the talent around him to grow and succeed early on. So that's a struggle too. Do you go other positions? I mean, Ottawa was terrible in their first year until they bought everybody in free agency. So does this question even matter is, the que- is part of my question. I think I will take Chad Kelly, though, as my answer for this one. You know, he he's the future star in this league, and I think he's good. I think he has the potential to be the face of the league as long as he wants to stick around and be the face of the league. And if I'm building a new franchise, I do think it is still valuable to have a quarterback that's proven he can do it this year, but also still has room to grow as the team grows over the next couple of years. Uh, so I'm going to go with Chad Kelly as my answer on that one. Uh, let's go to Adam next. Yeah, sure. Why not? I know he's not uh, going to pick my answer, so he can go ahead. Well, and I'm, I don't think you're going to pick mine either because I know you won't. Games uh, <laughs> are won and lost on the line, plain and simple. Uh, Canadians are hard to get because you got to draft them. And there's only so so many that can play in the CFL. So I would go with Matthew Betts of the BC Lions. Uh, the reason being is big defensive lineman and all-star. Most tackles in a in the league, I think, this year, or most sacks at least, uh, in a season. Just an amazing guy, I think, and would be one that you would want to uh, have on your line immediately. And we could see what things ha- good things happen on the offense or on the defensive side of the football uh, when your lines are very strong. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Matthew Betts. Trey, who are you going with? Not that I wouldn't do it. I just didn't think of that. But I would. I, I got to go for several reasons. You could have a trained monkey as quarterback as long as you just hand the ball off to this guy and you can have a decent offensive line. And purely, Adam hates the guy. So I love, for whatever reason, he just can't stand him. And he saves dogs. So I got to take Brady Oliveira because – that's Great, my Matt. Yeah. That's my Madden game. You get a ninety running back. It doesn't matter your quarterback. It doesn't matter your old line. It doesn't matter anything. You're running for five hundred yards and a boatload of touchdowns. And um, yeah, not a bad looking guy to be a face of your team. And I'll be I, honest, you know what? That's actually that's actually a uh, spot breaker. That's a good pick. Yeah, Canadian. Yeah. You got that all. Like I said, it doesn't matter your quarterback. So. Yeah, I did think about it as well as Ol- with Oliveira. And uh, in hindsight, I, I kind of wish I went that direction. That was a great pick there. Uh, I did think about on the offensive line as well, you know, build up that offensive line, but y- you build that through the draft, right? Like, I think the plays you get that stud, and then that first draft, you just draft full offensive line and you get as many wide receivers as you can in free agency, I think is, is how you plan out that offense if you're in the expansion draft there. Uh, honorable mention as well, Cody Fajardo. If you've seen how he can motivate a team this week, I mean, that for expansion franchise is going 18-0 and 0, uh, with speeches yeah. like that. So, And also, I think, wouldn't be a bad quarterback to build uh, a growing team around. Uh, Adam, what's the next topic? I'm going to throw a little bit of an audible because I know that you guys got potential coaching changes there. But so far, there's really only one coaching spot available in the CFL. So I'm just going to say it like this. The next head coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders will be blank. And I'll let you guys answer first. Oh, man. <laughs> Want me to go first, Ryan, while you fix the graphic up that Adam messed up? But um, can, I, can, I, can I say Gainer? No. Uh, 
I don't know. That's a tough one. I think there's a lot of there's who I want to see, and then there's gonna be who it's gonna be. Um, I will. <laughs> I will say that. Oh man. I'll I'll go Buck Pierce. I don't think it'll. I don't know. I'm kind of fifty fifty on it. I don't know if it'll happen. I see a lot of Twitter talk about it. And usually when certain, I'm not going to say their names, but there's a few people that you see when they tweet about things, they're CFL insiders. You're like, ah, they're usually right. Or there's usually, when there's smoke, there's fire. I, I don't think the the riders will go completely off the board. It's not a bad, bad plan to take the OC of a team that's made it to the Grey Cup four times. Now, is he the guy? God, no, he's going to be backfired. And he, he'll, he won't make it as long as uh, who was the Ve- uh, Vegas Raiders coach this year. You know what I mean? He won't, but I think that's what it'll be. Ryan, as a Bomber fan, what do you got? Well, I've got the graphic up on the screen now. Thanks, Adam, for the curveball. <laughs> <laughs> I had them all, besides the one I forgot earlier, all prepped and ready to go. And now, and now I have to quickly type it. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Adam. No, it's good. Good question. Uh, because, uh, you know, this is one of the hottest topics, I think, uh, in these early days of the off season. See, the funny answer would be Kelly Jeffrey, right? After he got promoted to offensive coordinator last year, and, uh, you know, after they did, what, seven, eight different interviews and nobody wanted the job. So I think it would be funny to, for him to, that to happen again. I will burn this hat if that's the case. You have a lot of other hats. You're fine. Um, I'm going to go with a guy who I've seen talk of already having an interview with them, and that's Scott Milanovic. I think that is the best choice for them. Uh, I I think he's a guy that can really help revitalize that offense. You know, he's been a great coach, great offense coordinator in the past, uh, and I think he would do a a great job with the team there. Um, That would be my most realistic take. I would love for like a guy like Noel Thorpe after the defensive effort he put up this year to go do it, but I don't think he's I don't think he's leaving that job with the Alouettes. Uh, Adam, back to you. What do you think? Well, the logistical pick is Scott Milanovic. It sounds like they liked him right off the bat. They want to do an interview with him as quick as they can, and it sounds like that's probably going to be the guy, from what all accounts have been saying. Uh, but is he the right guy? Again, it's recycling coaches, and this is the thing in the CFL that drives me a little bit nuts is you get a coach from the Hamilton, okay, great. Uh, Then all of a sudden that coach goes over to Edmonton and that coach. I mean, Milanovic has now been the head coach where? Edmonton, Toronto. He's been in Hamilton. I think he's been in other places too in the CFL. Wasn't he only the coach in Edmonton for the canceled season? So technically has he even been a head coach for a game there? Well, it's, fair it's the Kevin but, Glenn to Ottawa situation. True, but it still counts. Uh, but like I said, I mean, to me, it would be like, again, the writers going and saying, hey, Chris Jones, you want to come back? Why? Like, I, I'm so sick of seeing coaches recycled in the CFL. And I know why it probably happens, but still. I would love to see a new head coach with a fresh new uh, face and a fresh new path for the Rough Riders. And change again. We've we've heard now in Saskatchewan about culture, and I hate hearing that word because I all I could think of is the Washington retracted names and them going and saying the culture is darn good when it would darn well wasn't. Uh, it drives me insane hearing the word culture. Uh, that being said, something's changed in Saskatchewan. It's not the same like it used to be, and I think that you need to bring in a fresh face 
And to me, I would love to see Henry Burris. I keep saying this because the guy there is a great offensive mind. He's been in the Canadian Football League. He's won the big trophies. He's got that little bit of an attitude on him, which is so critical that you need out of a head coach to get the guys excited. Uh, kind of like what we've seen out of Cody Fajardo and Jason Moss here uh, the last 18, 20 weeks. Uh, so, like, I would love to see Henry Burris. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it'll be Milanovic. But, uh, yeah, I've said my piece. Do you think uh, one of the qualifications of being the next head coach of the Riders is you have to be a good bowler? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Minimum 200 score or else you ain't in. Yeah, for the next team bowling event. You really want to set the standards for the rest of the team there, right? Uh, exactly. All right, Trey, where are we going next? Oh, boy. Um, most likely to take a step back next year. Um, and I'm going to say the exact same answer I said this time last year. I got to say the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. If they, I can't, with that line of list of uh, free agents, <clears throat> Uh, and you know things like and guys who are going to be a year older. Uh, I just can't see the bullshit happening again. I just can't see. I can't see another way. We, it's still not as bad as what I said on Sunday, Adam. Uh, you know, so I can't see um, O'Shea, you know, getting out of this one. I can't see Caleros tight roping out of another one. They're not going to be a terrible team, but they're not going to be this what number one ranked team for half the half the year so that's what i got uh ryan yeah I, I i would probably lean winnipeg as well because i think they have the furthest to fall i don't i can you say toronto because like 16 and 2 is probably not going to happen again is 15 and 3 still considered a step back my more serious answer is I'm going to say the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And yeah, they don't have far to take a step back from because they did finish you know, third in the division. But this is a team that's getting older and older on defense. A lot of those pieces are getting up there in age. There's question marks around, you know, the what's the offense going to look like? You know, Scott Milanovic has been kind of running that. Is he going to go over to Saskatchewan? Uh, Orlando Steinauer, there's a lot of heat on him right now. Uh, I, I think the Ticats are a team that's, that's going to have to make some wholesale changes this off season. And I think they performed better later in the year than I expected them to this year. Uh, I was really down on them early in the season. So I, I think they're taking a bit of a step back in, in 2024. Adam. I'm going to go with the Calgary Stampeders. If current projections stay the way they are, I do not see Jake Mayer making another season the way he played this year. Uh, the Stampeders didn't look great pretty much at all. Uh, maybe one or two games, the game against BC, I guess they did all right. And they did give uh, another team a little bit of a fit, but not much out of Calgary on all this year. Uh, the streak's got to end sometime. So I'm going to go with the Stampeders on that for that. They won't make the playoffs next year. And uh, yeah, it's going to reflect badly on the quarterback, I think is what the biggest thing is. I'd like to see uh, Jeremy O'Day too, whoever said that in the chat. Uh, unfortunately, he's not going to be stepping back for probably three years or more. It's Craig Reynolds. Probably he's got a lifetime contract. I, I did like that chat comment as well. Thank you, Chris. Also, Richard wants to know five pin or 10 pin bowling. I think five. I, I'm I'm big oh, five man. pin bowling guy. I, I'm not a 10 pin bowling guy. Got to be 10 pin or nothing. If you're going to go all out, you got to go all out. Trey, you're muted. Trey, you're still muted. <laughs> there you go. Another time. 
Uh, five pin with the kids because I ain't dealing with that. The ten pin with them because they want to do it, and then they're like, "Oh, the lightest ball is twice their size." But uh, yeah, if it's if it's us boys, though, it's got to be ten pin. Now, are we putting gutters up for the riders' events so that you know build the team morale? Everybody gets. Jeez. Okay, okay. Can we move on from the bowling here? Come on. All right. Next topic. I I still think we should go bowling this off season. Let's do it. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, perfect. Bird, right. Bird doesn't have a bowling alley, unfortunately. It's we'll, we'll make one. <laughs> we got. I'm sure we can find a river and some ice and some rocks. Yeah, a lot of those. All right, off-season content. We bowling. There we go. Uh, yeah, we're not switching the name to the CBC Countdown because you know probably that would get copyright infringed. Sorry, Richard. Countdown hit CBC shows. Perfect. All right, we went, we, we went to uh, which team was most likely to take a step back. I guess I'll throw the next category. Let's uh, uh, do most likely team to take a step forward in 2024. I think there were a lot of teams that could fit in this category because a lot of teams, uh, yeah, weren't great this year. It was really at those top four teams and then eh, not great after that. I'm going to say the Edmonton Elks here are going to take a step forward. I... I know I said it last year, uh, but I think they commit to Trey Ford at quarterback uh, going into next year as much as they say it's still going to be a competition. I think, you know, to Chris Jones's credit, two years ago, his roster completely changed every single week and it was a circus. This past season, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head to support this, but from tracking the depth charts for fantasy every week, it seemed like they actually had one of the most consistent rosters almost every week. Uh, so I, I think Jones is a guy who he builds his team, he gets the pieces he likes, and then he's going to start tinkering with that. And they're going to gel a little more over another year together. And his teams always get better after a couple of years. So I'm going to say the Edmonton Elks continue to take a step forward like they did in the second half of the season. Adam? Ah, uh, you're muted. <laughs> I literally hit the, Crushing mute it, guys. Of the unmute button. <laughs> Anyways, um, I, I'll disagree with you, Ryan. I don't ever. I've never seen Chris Jones show loyalty to a single uh, player, well, ever, unless he drafted him. Uh, he did draft Trey Ford, though, so maybe I don't know. Hard to say, but um, I just again quarterback position. He don't care who it is, long as I can throw a football. Uh, so I'm going to argue that one a little bit. I'm going to say it's going to be the BC Lions. I think they're finally going to get over the hump of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the West Final. Uh, they are pretty darn good, and they've got a good team still there. Uh, they're going to be very strong next year. Uh, honorable mention, though, to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders when they get Curtis Rourke and we start lighting up the league. Trey? Uh, well, Ryan took mine, um, and this, we'll have to move around here. Now, I like BC's your pick there. Toronto 17-1. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, could you count it a step up if they have a worse record but win at the end? I guess I could go that angle. Um, I'll go kind of a weird one. I'll even go – I'll go Montreal. I think they're going to now go next year and be a team that we're going to be scared of, you know, half the season. Um especially if a lot of the returning players come in here. And I know it's going to sound crazy, but they're going to go from that team that everyone counted out as a plus seven and a half underdog to the blue bombers. And they're going to be the plus or minus seven and a half over everybody starting week one. 
Another great pick. You're on fire tonight. You know, as you're a, saying a, these. A broken clock is still right twice a day, Ryan. Remember that. <laughs> as you're saying these, I, I've been thinking I, I'm high on Montreal going into next year as well uh, because the young receiving core is only going to get better if they can keep it intact. Although I do have Austin Mack potentially going to the NFL. So and I, 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 I'm going to have to start watching their games in French because I've kept here. How Tyson Philpot uh, is in French just sounds like it was made for that. So. We got a question here. Uh, you know, let's take this quick question yeah. from the chat. Uh, not CFL related, but NFL. Uh, Chris wants to know who you guys uh, are, have playing in the Super Bowl as we enter the final month. Uh, uh, just so he knows, Detroit and 49ers can't be in the Super Bowl because they're both in the NFC. So <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, my problem is... Crossover's on. And there's no crossover in I, the NFL. Not yet. So... <laughs> <laughs> Let me just look up the NFL standings. My problem answering this question is I can't remember the divisions. I don't know which teams are in which divisions. So <laughs> all uh, good, Chris. It's all good. NFC, AFC, it's not East versus West all the time. There could be two West teams, two East teams. And that's why I'm going to go real quick. Well, Ryan has to search up stuff. Um, we're going to go with – I will take Detroit. I like Detroit and Miami. I think that would just be an offensive explosion between those two teams. And I love it now because – LA moved on from Jared Goff because they didn't think he could win him a Super Bowl. And they brought in uh, Stafford for the one year. And now LA went to crap. And now Detroit's good. Like, it's wild. Right. Or Adam, you got anything while Ryan looks up his numbers? Well, I don't know. I mean, in CFL, I'm I'm undefeated in, in predictions and playoffs. So this kind of makes me a little nervous to make one on the NFL right now. Uh, but I'm going to go with an audible on the AFC. I think that for once and probably the first time ever, and I think it might be the first time ever, that Cleveland Browns are going to the Super Bowl. Honestly, <laughs> the NFC North champions, because there ain't no Cincy in their way. Buffalo looks like garbage. KC is up and down this year, as much as I don't want to say that Travis Kelsey's bad because I'm trying to trade him right now. Uh, honestly, I, I, I think that the Browns have a shot. Uh, the quarterback side. Think, I mean, I know we're going to do this quick. Do you think they'll beat ba Baltimore's tough? Yeah, I know they are, but that defense of Cleveland's boy, uh, that's, that's a clean, that's a defense, man. I, you know, I think, uh, we'll let Ryan go because this is a CFL. Oh, but I gotta contract. get my NFC, I gotta get my NFC. Oh, you do NFC yeah. yeah, I think it'll be the Eagles. I, you know what, the Eagles are pretty strong. That division is still, they're gonna beat this. Mike, you're going to be happy with me. I'm going to let the NFC Championship be the uh, Dallas Cowboys and the uh, and the uh, what do you call uh, Eagles. Eagles. But the Eagles are still going to go there. And Dallas fans are going to just be wild. Man, but, that's and I'll say Dallas, and I'll say that um, I'll say Cleveland wins the Super Bowl this year. I'm getting confident now. If with their with watch. their third string quarterback, they're going to win it. I love it. You can never grow the mustache again if you get this one wrong, Adam. The perfect streak is on the mustache. It's Never oh, gosh, please, I get this wrong. I want this thing gone. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions in the uh, <laughs> NFC as well. I think they're a really fun team to watch, and I think it would be fun to see them in the Super Bowl, and they've been playing really well this year. In the AFC, a lot of options, but a lot of them are kind of average. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs going back to it. I know, Look, they, they don't have a wide receiver who can catch the ball, apparently. Uh, oh, that was, that was brutal. Us three would do better. Like honestly, like apparently, but, Rice can catch. Oh, I was off yeah. him today. 
<laughs> but uh, you know what? Travis Kelsey, Patrick, Mah- I'm not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes, and their defense has been really, really good this season. So that those are going to be my picks uh, there. But so let's get saying, back to So you're saying that Swifty's going to be able to go and lift the Lombardi trophy? Oh, yeah, for sure. She better not touch it, man. Oh, my <laughs> God. She better not be there. Oh, sick of it. Well, sick she'll be it. there without a question. That's she'll be fair. there. But... Yeah. Hopefully, she's got I a mean... concert that day. Well, whatever. I'm sure she'll not shake playing it Super off. Bowl halftime so, show. So, Adam, what's the next uh, CFL awards topic here? Okay, I won't throw an audible at you this time because that's just mean. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with uh, the top thing you're watching closely this off season. Uh, I mean, the first early thing that everybody's going to be watching probably is what is Saskatchewan going to do with their quarterback or with their head coach. But what I want to more watch is what is Ottawa going to do with their uh, quarterbacking situation. Was Dustin Crumb really the uh, option and really the guy coming into next season? I don't think so. And Jeremiah has always proven that he can't stay healthy anymore. I, I'm really, really interested to see what happens over in Ottawa uh, for their quarterback situation uh, going forward. And is it Bo Levi Mitchell, who's already indicated maybe I won't be back in Hamilton? Is it a guy like Drew Brown, who's a free agent this year and could be gone from Winnipeg? Is it Zach Caleros because Drew Brown stayed in Winnipeg? I mean... That's going to be a real interesting uh, thing to watch. And, uh, yeah, it's going to make major implications for Ottawa for many years down the road. Uh, Ryan, you go next. Well, this is kind of similar, but I'm going to call it different enough. I'm talking quarterbacks across the league is what I'm watching most closely because we saw so many of different ones play this season. So many teams have that interesting scenario, right? Like, Like you have Hamilton, where we saw Taylor Powell potentially have some promise there as a third-string guy. Dustin Crum was a fourth-string guy. Jake Dolagala was a third-string guy. You know, we've seen different uh, around the league in categories like that. We've seen backups playing this year as well. I also think, in general, we're at a kind of a shift in the landscape of the quarterback position in the past couple of years with how well Nathan Rourke succeeded with how well Chad Kelly succeeded, with how well VA did this year, and I believe he was still on kind of a shorter contract. Like, you don't need to pay $500,000 for a quarterback anymore. In fact, like, I know this is taking, you know, Trey's take a little bit on Zach Galeros that I would be fine with the Bombers moving on from him, actually, and going with Drew Brown and paying him less and taking the chance on that. Because I think we've seen teams be pretty successful because you have three hundred. dollars $400,000 more you can spend on another position and stack your roster other than that. So I think we're going to see guys like some of these younger quarterbacks that are the next set of quarterbacks in the league. I, I would, if I'm teams, I would take a chance on them over, over one of those veterans that that's bounced around here a little bit. So I'm most intrigued to watch the quarterback position in general this year. Why, right? why do we think KC can't catch the ball? Cause they pay 60 million to their quarterback and there's, they, they can't have, they lost Tyreek Hill. They've lost a bunch of their good guys and that's what happens, right? This one, ah, you guys, you guys did this to me. You took both of mine kind of, um, I will go with, <clears throat> I want to see like the league stuff improve. I want like, can I talk about that? Like things I'll be watching more soft this season is like, I want to see like them get their stats shit together. I want them to get their TV deal in the U S a lot better. What's Adam laughing? Is there good comments? I have the wrong thing switched over. Am I muted? 
Okay. No, <laughs> yeah, no, I was muted. Sorry. Okay. Um, okay. I just now I see it. My, my ADHD is bad. The, uh, no, Chris, Chris over in the chat had a good one there saying about the uh, Rolling Stones or BC Place on July 5th, the Steel Wheelchair Tour. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that's what I want to be watching most closely is, uh, you know, we, we, we talked a little bit harsh on Randy Ambrosi last week or was it whatever it was but then we just started the, off the show by saying how good this season was and and everything and you know he gets the he's the face of the shit when it goes bad and he's the face when it goes good right so i guess i want to see what he's doing all right uh let's go to our next topic well adam you threw this one out uh just a second ago here in the chat so i'll, I'll take this one next Curtis Rourke, all the talk uh, of the town is Curtis Rourke uh, available in the 2024 draft. Who wins the Curtis Rourke sweepstakes? Does he go first overall and who does he go to? Uh, who has the first overall pick? It's Ottawa, right? He's eligible this year. I thought he was only his third year. No, he's eligible this year. Oh, is he? Oh, I thought he was a junior. Okay. So it would be. I think Ottawa. So, has yeah, the Ottawa has the first overall pick. That being said, I could see a few teams possibly wanting that pick pretty badly if they really want a quarterback. Mind you, so does Ottawa, like I just said before, probably need a quarterback. Uh, is Nate, is Curtis Work really worth a first-round pick or a first-overall pick, let's face it? There's never been a Canadian quarterback that's gotten number one overall that I know of. And secondly, who does it if there's going to be somebody that'll do it? I... I'm going to say Ottawa still. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take this thought of him going first overall, and I'm going to say the Ottawa Red Blacks. Yes, they have Dustin Crum. He showed good rushing ability. He didn't settle in too much as a passer so far this year, and I don't think it hurts. I don't think it hurts to have both of them there in the quarterback room, right? Just because you have Crum, who's kind of unproven, doesn't mean you shouldn't go for a talent like Curtis Rourke, potentially. I I'm going to go with the Red Blacks, uh, Trey. So is this who picks up his rights first or who he eventually actually plays for? No, who picks up the who picks, picks up, his... up with the one pick? Who drafts him in the draft, yeah. Who drafts him? Yeah. Can I, go on a, can I go on a limb and say he won't be drafted? And I, I'm not saying he won't be picked up. I'm just gonna say he probably won't be drafted because uh, how does or does it work differently because he's Canadian? Like once he's not drafted, can he be added to a negotiation list? Or does because he's Canadian he can't? Oh, he can be. I think that's the route a team might go more than more than anything. Because I think he's got enough uh, interest in the NFL that it would just be wait till, you know, Labor Day and see what he wants to do. I'm going to go on an audit. Well, I don't know. I've been saying too many audibles this week. Um, I'm going to actually go and say that uh, there's one of three teams that want him, probably, from what I can tell. Saskatchewan is on a rebuild. They're going to maybe look at him uh, because they know that they got two years, one year with Trevor Harris underneath them, and then he could become the guy, which would be a pretty good option. Uh, Hamilton with Matthew Schiltz, again, being the mentor, I suppose, uh, until he's ready to go, and who knows? Uh, it took Nathan Rourke two years to be ready in the uh, in the CFL before Nathan Rourke exploded onto the scene after Michael Riley left. So I'm going to say that probably – it's going to be either Hamilton or Saskatchewan if they pick him up. I don't think it'll be a first overall pick, though. I think Ottawa's got more pressing needs uh, besides just quarterback that are that you may not want to take a chance at a guy that you know could go to the NFL, like you just said, Trey. 
So I think Saskatchewan maybe can afford that luxury a little bit because they have a proven quarterback. Uh, and I think Hamilton can maybe afford that luxury a little bit, although they're going to have pieces missing next year. They're going to want offensive line and defensive line too. And we've said with Saskatchewan before that their offensive Canadians are eh. So to me, I think you probably look at uh, Ottawa maybe drafting again, something else in the receiving core or in the uh, – in the offense defensive line so i'll say hamilton or saskatchewan but i don't know which one uh but not ottawa and it won't be in the first overall pick you're not gonna you, you just you gotta pick one man for the polls hamilton or saskatchewan hamilton. Hamilton. i do like the comment here uh maybe curtis Ork goes to the nfl uh i think could be a, a possibility um you know, maybe he gets a shot there with his brother. Uh, for me, also, I guess Calgary, maybe. If you don't like Ottawa, I could see Calgary. If they're not sold on Jake Mayer, uh, it would be a potential option there. Um, where do we want to go next, Trey? I think you're up to take the next topic here. Um, we'll do a couple more here. When we said the ideal week one schedule, is that all, five, or all four games? I or? think so, yeah. Okay, I'll go with that one first because I like mine. Um, Thursday night football, Grey Cup rematch, Montreal and Winnipeg has to do it. Uh, I'm up to open suggestions in Winnipeg or in Montreal. Should it be banner raising or should you give it to Winnipeg? Can my vote be in Winnipeg? Cause I don't want to hear the horns. That's true. <laughs> and then you know, um, in, mine would be in Montreal though, because I want to see the banner being raised. Yeah, maybe that's fair. Put Montreal and then to get a little emotional Winnipeg, uh, Friday night football. I'll do BC at Toronto, the Grey Cup that could have been. Uh, with the two runner-ups in each conference. Then I'll have Saturday night Edmonton and Ottawa because both teams have to be better next year, right? So I kind of want to see which one of the two, well, at least one of them has to be better, right? Um, and then Sunday, Hamilton and Calgary because even though Bo likely won't be on the team, and this one has to be in Calgary, I think it'll be hilarious if week one, the year Bo isn't on the team, Hamilton goes to Calgary. And then I'll give the bye to Saskatchewan because uh, they need more prep time, Adam. <laughs> they need a lot more prep time. I'll, anyway. give them, I'll give them another solid seven days. Okay. So I'm going to probably go with uh, – I, I, I like for Friday night football, I would go uh, BC or uh, Winnipeg at Montreal because that's usually your biggest draw, right? Uh, on Friday night football, that's usually your biggest thing. Thursday night, I would probably go with uh, – I'm going to go with probably uh, oh, I would say probably Edmonton at Saskatchewan uh, just because I know how much Saskatchewan people love the Thursday night football once in a while. They don't. Um, then I would probably do Saturday. I would go with uh, Calgary and Hamilton. Again, that's a pretty good one. Uh, especially if Bo Levi's there. If Bo Levi's there, I would do that. And then Sunday... Uh, give me, oh, let's say Toronto at Ottawa. Just because I think that would also be a pretty fun one to watch. And especially if Ottawa has a new quarterback, we'll see how that works. Uh, so that would be a pretty fun one as well. And then uh, you got BC on the bye, I guess, right? Yeah, and I got BC bye. All right, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go a bit different than you guys. Uh, I don't actually want the Grey Cup rematch in week number one because I want to see some of these division rivalries. So give me BC and Winnipeg rematch of the West final, 
and give me Montreal, Toronto, a rematch of the East final, have those divisional matchups go back to back there. I want divisional matchups as much as possible early on uh, to see, you know, the, these important points early in the season. Uh, so I'm going to go. Sorry. So I've got BC uh, visiting Winnipeg. I've got Montreal visiting Toronto, just rematches of the division finals. I think we can do the Grey Cup rematch a little bit later on. Um, and then Calgary at Saskatchewan. I think that would be a good division matchup. You know, Stamps knocked, knocked Saskatchewan out of the playoffs there. I like Trey's thinking of Edmonton and Ottawa. Uh, you know, get one of these teams a win to get going at the start of the season. Also, if my take of Curtis Rourke going to Ottawa uh, does come true, you know, potential Canadian quarterback versus Canadian quarterback in week number one of the season. Uh, and then I will give the Hamilton Tiger Cats a bye because they're not exciting to me. <laughs> they don't have an exciting matchup early. I think the only exciting matchup for me with Hamilton early in the season would probably be like Toronto, but they have enough of those throughout the year already that I, I don't think I need to see that one week one. So that is my take on that one. Uh, Adam, do you got another category for us? Oh, let me take a look here. Um, we did that one. We did that one. We did uh, that one. Um, you know what? Let's do the best acquisition this year. Uh, in hindsight, uh, that's a pretty interesting one for me. Uh, I think probably the best acquisition was actually the re-signing. Does re-signing count? Okay. They re-signed Chad Kelly for two years there at the beginning of uh, the season. Uh, they went and they made sure that he was going to be the number one guy. They anointed him and everybody said, oh my gosh, what is Toronto doing? They're going to have no quarterback. What are they? What's wrong with them? Yeah, they got a quarterback, and now they got him locked up for another year. Technically, they don't have to let him go anywhere if they don't want to. If he gets an NFL opportunity, probably Toronto might let him. But guaranteed, he's coming back to Toronto after that. And by the sounds of it, and Chad Kelly's almost said it himself, he doesn't really want to go to the NFL. He's pretty darn happy being a big fish in a small pond. Uh, that was my best acquisition or best signing this year was Chad Kelly. Uh, Trey, what do you got? You're muted. Still I muted. lost my page. I lost my page. I lost my page because I'm trying to find my answer sheet here. I lost. I had this all written down, and I was on the wrong sheet here. Is this it? No, no. Here it is. I got two. I'm going to go with two. I don't care. It's got to be Sankey and Lemon because that just changed the whole whole outlook on Montreal um, Yeah, on their defense. Dang it. I was hoping Adam sent it over to me first because that was going to be my answer. <laughs> uh there as well um let's see i could go cody fajardo i mean he he was the great cup mop and that ended up working out well for montreal but i don't think they got there necessarily because of the play to fajardo of fajardo i think there are a number of different ways you could go around the league i, I i'm gonna change this to an underrated one that i thought really worked out uh you know just thinking on the fly here I'm going to go with Justin McInnes for the BC Lions as a very underrated addition. You know, they had some injuries at wide receiver. I know he was a backup a, a couple of times, um, but I thought he he was great piece there for them. And, you know, as I'm thinking more as we're talking through it, I, I'll also give a nod to Sean Bain of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders because this was a team that lost the majority of its starting receivers. And I think that maybe will be more so my official answer 
is they lost a lot of their starting receivers and they brought a guy like Jake Winicky in to be their top guy. That didn't pan out. But Bain's a guy that took a step forward and was, I believe, a thousand yard receiver on the season, if not close to it. So I have Sean Bain uh, a nod as a top acquisition. Uh, Got to give the Riders one positive award here, right? Well, I don't know. I think it was pretty positive to got rid of Craig Reynolds, but our Craig God uh, Dickinson Reynolds is a bitch. <laughs> Most positive uh, D acquisition. <laughs> <laughs> Number one with a bullet. <laughs> oh. But absolutely, Sean Lemon Darnell Sankey would have been my runaway. Uh, yeah. runaway I honestly picked Chad Kelly because I knew one of you were going to grab Sankey and Lemon. Yeah, this is uh, it is tough. It's tough to come up with these different answers here. Um, where do we want to go here next, uh, for the next one? We won't do much more. We are running out of time here shortly. Um, you know what? I will go to a 2024 or a, to an off season one here. Uh, and then maybe we'll end off with our early great cup favorites after this, but let's do the most important thing. The CFL needs to address this off season. And I think we all know what I'm going to say. It's the stats system. This year was garbage when it came to the whole stats fiasco. And if you go a whole nother offseason and we get to the preseason game with another notice on the league's website that stats won't be available till the regular season and they're working on it, like that's just not acceptable with another offseason. They teased some good things they're planning on doing with the stats uh, in the future as they build on the system at Grey Cup Week. I hope they continue to improve on it. They got to address the stats. They got to get those next level stats in there and just get their stats working. Uh, Adam? Hey, I'm excited that they're going to do stuff with the um, uh, football, how far like for, for velocity and have all sorts of cool little sensors and everything. That's pretty cool. But what they really need to fix in the CFL this year is the onside punt. That is the dumbest thing. I know it's just a kind of a niche, but honestly, think about it. If they, if if you had Jeff Juan, uh, Jeff Juan Antwi lining up in the Grey Cup, games tied, and he does that to keep the football, there would be people losing their collective mind over that. It's dumb. It's stupid. It could go and ruin betting for things. Just don't know. Uh, that's the dumbest thing ever. I'm hoping that they can repair that and. Uh, do something so we don't have like seeing a five-yard kick or whatever a pooch kick and jump at least 10 yard minimum that's what it should be i think it should make the first down yeah that's what i'm saying because to me it should be the same thing as if the punter takes it and takes off with it he's got to get the first down so if he punts it so if it's a first if it's a third and 20 you got to get 20 if it's third and two you just got to get two then i'm acceptable with the two because you actually gain the first down that's why I honestly I'd be okay with that. So yeah, if and we went and kicked to 10 yards and went and jumped on it, fine, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. he has to get across the first down yard or else it yeah. marked or else balls marked where it is and turn over. But the thing I have is uh US TV deal because I think that there's a, it's an untapped market. I think that we live we live in such an age of gambling, right? Like everything is gambling, gambling, gambling. And maybe sure there's Americans have no idea about our three downs, 110 yards, whatever, whatever. But I think the more it's publicized on TV and the more it's easy access, like I don't like gambling on things I can't watch. 
you know, like I've I've done I put a couple bucks on esports here and there just for you know for giggles, but it's not as fun because you want to watch it, right? So I bet on that's one reason I stayed away from the XFL and the USFL because that wasn't easy to access to watch. So I think uh, TV deal is the US TV deal, and then and then if they have a solid US TV deal, like a fifty million or whatever it is with TSN, doesn't hurt as much because they do have another source coming in. But when that TSN TV deal is the only thing they have, then they have an American one. Then they say TSN. Look what they're giving us, and then maybe it can do some things. Do you think with uh, streaming and everything that they really just need to advertise the CFL more on major networks, or is it that they actually have to play the games on network television? I think I would be okay with a full out if CFL Plus, but it was actually like because does they still do just the radio, or was that just for preseason? Like what? Just for the preseason. Okay, so it's TSN broadcast on CFL Plus. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay with that. See, I, I still had in my head that it was the, the radio, but I guess that was preseason. So if it's TSN, I'm okay with that. But then they need to do like – they need like a regular deal where Friday Night Football or whatever one of the games, it's on CBS or CBS Sports. It's on cable somewhere. You can't watch it. And then they also have to have CFL Plus be a good enough product where they can charge $9.99 and some of that can come into the league. I don't think always having it free – is the right way. I think they need to uh, fix their marketing with their current broadcast partners too. I mean, all the rage this week has been about how TSN had a huge like promo on like a discount on subscription. (laughs) Coach Phil's the best on like they're advertising curling. (laughs) Does the dude not know how important curling is here? No. (laughs) My thing is, I mean, I, I don't mind them giving away the games because if you have cable, they're giving away the game then, and the co- cable company's paying for the for the thing. My thing is this: you got to spend some money in advertising and getting some word out in the in, of the Canadian Football League as the alternative to the NFL, right? Uh, not as the better than the NFL because you never will, but you could be the alternative to the NFL. You could be the uh, rogue cousin to the NFL. Uh, that's or the Rouge cousin to the NFL, if you really want to say it nicely. Um, you want to get that kind of thought that, hey, this is something different, but look at how exciting this is and make some sort of ad that goes all over the place. Because I guarantee in the U.S., there ain't not a single ad about the CFL. If you know about the CFL, you watch the CFL. If you don't, you watch the NFL. So I think it's time to stick it in the NFL's market a little bit and go and start advertising the CFL in the NFL's area, right? Sunday Night Football, all of a sudden a CFL ad comes on. I I like the comment here from Richard as well, that CFL Plus should be able to be on demand. Yeah, that's a big thing for me as well. You know, you make it free online for people to watch anywhere in the world, but if you can't watch it on demand, you know, halfway across the world, you're staying up in the middle of the night to watch this football game then, right? So you make it available on demand, you're probably more likely to get a lot more people uh, globally tuning into it there as well. All right, final category here because my voice is starting to go uh, and I can't go much longer here. Let's end it off with the way too early 2024 Grey Cup favorite. Uh, and, and and it's way too early because so much is going to change in the offseason. Like it's hard to pick when none of these rosters are going to be close to what they are now. But if we're going to assume they are as they are now, I'm going with the Montreal Alouettes to repeat as Grey Cup champs here. If they can keep that defense led by Noel Thorpe together 
with those pieces like Sean Lemon and Darnell Sankey that they added with the young guys. So they've got like a, a Reggie Stubblefield. Uh, I think they've got some great pieces there. I think that young receiving core is only going to get better. I think Cody Fajardo is going to get better as well. You know, there was a lot of pressure on him to perform this year after how it went uh, against Saskatchewan last year. Maybe the victory eases that off of him a little bit. I think the Alouettes can make the make a great cup run next year. And I agree with what Trey said earlier that I think they're going to be better in the regular season even than they were this year. So give me Montreal. Uh, Trey, what about you? Well, you took mine, so I'll have to go somewhere else here. Uh, yeah, the, 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 this one you can probably go uh, the same, right? No, I'll go another way. I'll... Uh... I'll go with the BC Lions. I think that I, I definitely think it'll be Montreal BC in the game. I'll go with that. But maybe we'll see the same thing. Montreal will be the 14 and 4, 15 and 3, and BC comes in eh, 11 and 7, six, six point underdogs, and somehow win it. Adam? I think BC is going to be the best team in the league next year, to be honest. Um, I think they're going to be like something like 15 and 3 or something. And then from out of nowhere, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders come in. <laughs> and no, even I can't say it with a straight face. Um, no, I think the BC Lions are going to end up in the Grey Cup at home. And I think they're going to play the Montreal Alouettes because right now, how can you bet against the team that's just French, angry, and PO'd? I mean, how can you not pick a team like that? Speaking um, of someone who's married to a French girl, they're always angry, Adam, so you can't. <laughs> I won't say what I was about to say in French. Anyways, um, no, I'm going to go with Vernon Adams win a great, wins a great cup against his old team, the Montreal Alouettes, uh, at the moment. Uh, but I'll tell you right now, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders get a few pieces. I'm just saying. Hey, Montreal was expected to do nothing, and look where they are now. That's all I can say. I started writing down Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the document I'm keeping track as you were saying it because I thought you were going to double down on that and then you made me erase it. So, Adam, you're just causing so much extra work tonight. It's definitely the BC Lions. Although the Riders. <laughs> <laughs> right, Coach? Right. Just say it. If it happens, happens to... oh, man. I well, mean, we... Adam, Adam's perfect at predictions in November, so it's going to happen, right? Hey, you would pay to see Montreal and Cody Fajardo and Jason Moss versus the Rough Riders' new coach, Jeffrey oh, Kelly. That would be a good. That would be good television. Kelly. No, that would be that would definitely be good for TV ratings. That would be must watch. That would be good, yeah. that much. Especially if it turns out like 09, but we won't talk about that one. All right, guys, let's get into let's get, let's get into wrapping here. up this show. We've wrapped up the season. Let's wrap up the show. I can't say my usual line about we'll be back Wednesday night because we won't be uh, because we're done with the 2023 season as far as our regular content goes. But we've got a lot of fun stuff coming throughout the off season here. Some CFL related, some just pure nonsense. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, kind of our plan, playing it by ear over the next little while. We'll record some stuff Tuesday nights. Not going to do longer live shows uh, at least in the first couple months of the off season, but. We'll have a couple shorter CFL episodes here and there as news comes out that you can find uh, over on our YouTube channel or in the audio podcast feeds. And then a lot of our extra content is going to be YouTube only. So if you want to keep tabs on what we're doing throughout the offseason, make sure you subscribe over to the YouTube channel. 
or you can join us in our Discord community as well, uh, and we'll have links posted in there also. But uh, Trey, you want to talk a little bit about you're driving oh, a lot God. of the off-season God. content. Do you want to talk about what we're doing? Uh, okay, well, the first is the Madden, right? We're going to do Madden run by CF Countdown. Uh, sometime we're going to have to do, we're going to set up duck races to pick the team, right? We're not doing fantasy draft. I'm putting my foot down at fantasy draft and CFL no, ratio. I'm not doing that, but we'll pick a team. Uh, we'll get some good storylines of people in the chat, throw it in our Discord who you want to see. We want to see Adams Cleveland Browns actually make the Super Bowl. Uh, unfortunately, we can't put Detroit and San Francisco in it. Uh, adults only, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, well, there's language, Richard. So <laughs> definitely language. This was definitely PG-14. Oh, it's something. Yeah. Um, yeah, not for the kids. No. Uh, and uh, go with that. So yeah, we'll do that. So throw your ideas out. And then I started. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, the Madden content plan is for that to come out Thursdays every week. We're going to record a couple games at a time. Uh, and pump those out uh, on Thursdays on the YouTube channel. So uh, if you enjoy the banter as much as you enjoy the CFL talk, you know, uh, listen to Adam and I commentate Trey's uh, Madden game and really critique him every step of the way. <laughs> oh, I've got have... some uh, brand new uh, dry erase markers all ready to go so I can <laughs> harness my energy. Oh, my back. God. Is there, a, is there a whiteboard mode on this? That would be deadly. <laughs> <There's>... <laughs> I think there is in all honesty. I think I can pause I and don't do think that. so. Oh, I we're going to have to find so. a way to get this on Zoom or something. So put it up on there. I know there's one on that. Uh, so, yeah, there's the Madden. And I don't know why, but something possessed me to start a <laughs> UFC character, Trey Adam Coopgarrel, the 6'3", 250-pound stud from Saskatchewan, from Regina. Um Heavyweight, if he's 250. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I started recording that. My plan is to have them up Fridays. I'm hoping this Friday, but if not, we'll start next Friday. And you can watch that madness. And it's only really me on the broadcast for that so far. Uh, but I've thrown things already. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've, I th- I'm not throw, but my headset came flying off because of something insane already happened the first few episodes. So <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, yeah, and it's my first time using OBS. So if things aren't always great, shut up. I don't care. <laughs> Richard, you guys have way too much free time. Dude, I, I, yeah, that was my day. I literally watched about 30 UFC fights today and played a little Fortnite. And I got one work thing done. That was my day. And I slept in till noon. So life of Trey. And my parent teacher tonight. Parent teacher tonight was fun. That's always fun. I don't have kids, so you know, kids not failing yet. So anyway, well, that's good. You're doing something right. And I got I got three of them. I could screw up on two, and I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, right now, you got about a hundred, man. Like you're, (laughs) you got the one. So. A lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. I run a Zamboni, Stephen. Zamboni. Zamboni, a jabroni. So, anyway. And anything else? Uh, Farmer Simulator might happen sooner or later, but we'll we'll throw that more in the Discord once me and Adam figure out what we're doing. And I'm sure we'll find other random things to do content of uh, over the weeks as well. You know, shorter stuff over on the YouTube channel throughout the off-season. Some CFL stuff on both the video and audio feeds here and there. Once free agency comes around in February, we'll probably ramp up the CFL talk closer to then. 
I'm not promising the eight-hour uh, live show again this year, but we'll, we'll see what we can make work uh, around then. Uh, 24 hours now. Let's do it. No, I'm not promising that either. Eight hours more than enough, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Steven, don't worry. There'll definitely be a Buffs podcast. We, uh, we got to compete with the Monday Nooner somehow. So, you know. I mean, we are the, uh, we are the unofficial, official Canadian football podcast of the Theodore Buffaloes. We inspired the team to a great win this week. 20 goals. Uh, just fly us out for the parade. We're ready. Um, <laughs> Were you playing a bunch of pylons or what? Holy jeez, <laughs> man. 20. Pylons, Breesville. What's the difference? <laughs> I hope they never watch this podcast because I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was pretty safe. They don't know me if I call the pilots. <laughs> oh man, just well, we wrapping this up before I get a bunch of tractors honking outside my house, man. It'll be great. Oh, CFC Super Bowl edition. Yeah, maybe we'll do some uh yeah, maybe we'll do some out. NFL stuff uh over the coming weeks as this season winds down as well. Set uh, your fa- NFL f- lineups. There's three games tomorrow, okay? Yeah. Quick picks, well, Trey. Three, the three games on Thursday. What are you taking? Oh, they're terrible lines, too. I was just talking about them. They're all like double digits. Uh, let me see here. I put them up here. Oh, uh, God. That's fantasy, you idiot. Uh, you got you to you take Detroit 7.5 over Green Bay. I agree. I think. I, um, I want to know what's wrong with Geno before I go too much. Cause I think if Geno Smith is healthy for Seattle plus seven and a half, Seattle's not bad. Um, if everything's going great, San Francisco is a beast. They'll win it, but I don't like seven and a half Miami nine and a half over the jet or that's uh that's Friday. I got oh, Washington Dallas. I'll take shoot. I hate Dallas. I hate Dallas, but they'll probably win 12 and a half. And I get how the old name was offensive, but Washington Dallas on Thanksgiving. Oh, anyway, um, yeah. And then the Friday game for fun. Take Miami minus seven or nine and a half over the Jets. Hey, they just yeah. modernized that uh, Dallas Washington one. Now it's the Commies versus the Cowboys. That's not much better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll these aren't great. Dallas. These are terrible matchups too. Like I said, like two of them are historic. Dallas and Detroit always pay on on Thanksgiving, but. And the Miami Jets, you have to think that was just giving Rodgers a prime time against a good team, right? So these games are – oh, anyway. Adam, what do you got? Yeah, I've got Dallas for sure. Uh, that's a lock almost, I think. Uh, I think I'm going to take – well, I'll take Detroit as well. That one's a pretty easy one. Miami, I think that's also a pretty straightforward one. And who's the set last team at Seattle? San Francisco, and- Seattle at 7.5. San Francisco favorited. Like even with Drew Locke, I don't know. Even with Drew Locke, I don't think it's going to be seven and a half. I feel like the Seahawks are a team that I get wrong every week. Like I, I can't, I can't pick them. Like, yeah, like I mean, I should another. be picking San Fran because their defense is so bloody crazy. But uh, no, nah, I'm going to take San Fran on that one too. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with all of those picks there. All right, let's get through the wrap up here. I don't have the slides ready to go because I'm uh, not at my usual desk, but that's fine. Uh, follow us on social media throughout the off season as well. We'll try to get a little more active on that. Also, uh, I've done a terrible job of uh, being active on our social media accounts uh, throughout the season because I'm busy. 
but I gave these guys access now too, so maybe I'll see some more activity uh, from all of us combined. Uh, and by that, I mean just literally more than posting the episodes would be the bare minimum. Uh, what you have can you done Ryan. What yeah, I know. I I thought long and hard uh, before doing once, this. Why do you think it took a year and a half? <laughs> once I got the YouTube login, I was like, "This is too much power." I got Uncle Ben with great power comes great responsibility, and I was just like. What can oh, I, I do? <laughs> I thought you were going with the uh, with the Lord Sidious and going in ultimate power or something. Do it. <laughs> you can find us on X at CF Countdown Pod, Facebook.com slash CF Countdown Pod as well. Other social media platforms potentially to come. Uh, so look for those. Um, check out all the other great shows from around the Canadian Football Podcast Network as well at CF Pod Network. Uh, shout out to the ladies over at the Mouchoir, Red Blacks podcast, uh, hanging it up after six seasons, six great years of contents. They're definitely a hole in the Red Blacks and CFL coverage, uh, and the, their presence there will be missed. But uh, you know what? Congrats to them on their air quotes podcast retirement, uh, and best of luck to them on whatever is next. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CooperTrooper42. Uh, Mike can be here tonight, but make sure you check him out at Mike Garrell as well and everything he's got going on. Uh, Trey, you've got some exciting new stuff going on. Uh, where can people find all that? Oh, 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 right. <laughs> I was like, what? what's new in my life? I haven't done anything today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can find me on the X at Trey Hardisling. Uh, it's quiet horse racing time, but I'm still on there for that, and I'll probably start talking. But I guess I, I took a new or what I joined the team at 13, 13 man sports. That was called. Yeah. 13 man sports uh, as a USC contributor, I guess. I don't know. See, it's so shocking to me and I have no idea what I'm going to write about. So I was kind of like still not in the mindset. So glad you brought it up. Right. In this corner. That's why, that's why I did the intro. Well, I thought it was because of our after hours content. Cause I was like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of in the corner coming up. And I love when Bruce Buffer says it. So at least I get to listen to that. Now, I know nothing about UFC, but I'm excited to see what you're going to write about uh, and see if I can learn stuff from so it. Am so, so am I. So make sure you check that out. Uh, Adam, what about you? Where can people find uh, everything you're doing these days? Yeah, you can find me at Adam Stewart one uh, over on the X or the uh, Instagram. Also, I'm in Farmer in Saska. I don't know. Lots of little stuff going on. Not much on the farm because it's kind of cold and, you know, pretty much feed, water. That's about it for cattle stuff. Uh, but there's always something going on with it being uh, hockey season. Got to drive a Zamboni tonight, and that was terrifying. I was hoping I didn't take out the boards, but luckily I didn't do that. So there'll be hockey again this next week in uh, Theodore because of it. Uh, so, yeah, you can follow along and see what's going on with uh, everybody's favorite senior hockey team on uh, the Canadian Football Countdown. And, um, so, yeah, we've got some games, I think, not this weekend, but the weekend after facing this Cody selects and then going up and playing up in Manitoba. Got to go across the border. I uh, play some Swan Valley, Stan, uh, not Sam Peters, the Axman. Sound like you're already halfway here. Peter. Come to town. We'll go bowling. Right. I was going to say, it sounds like road trip. What, what day is this? Yeah. Swan Valley. It's quite yeah. a, do you ever look how far that is away from you? Guys? I, I'm pretty sure I played five minutes. I, yeah, I, played, I played football there once in high school. I'm pretty sure it was a long drive, but like, as you can see, I don't do anything all day, man. I record video games, for God's sake. Well, hey, if I know they have the stuff in and uh, the pot streaming stuff, might just have to get you to bring your cool little headset and come on down. <laughs> you don't want me calling a game. Oh, maybe I do. 
I'd listen. I'd listen. Oh, you'd be bad from coming to Manitoba ever again, man. Yeah. <laughs> my old commentator called somebody's parents soft at the game. So, do you have Twitch, middle guy? You know what? DM me. We'll talk. <laughs> no, I don't have. To. I've used it. I don't use it though. I don't use it. Actually, I think I do have uh, Twitch. If you're looking, SAS Farmer Guy, I think is what my nickname is. SK Farmer Guy. Are you streaming your just trips uh, up and down the field in the combine on Twitch, or what's happening there? I, I, you know, I never used it really much. I watched uh, back in the day when one of the uh, CFL uh, broadcasters, when there was the off season that there was no CFL, they used to have CFL simulation games on there, and I used to watch mm-hmm. those all the time. So. Uh, yeah, those were fun. So I don't think I ever really used it after that. Uh, I tried it once because I used, uh, we played some Jackbox games or something. And, uh, you know, that might not be a bad off-season content thing also. In the, I used uh, to... the peak of COVID boredom, I did try to stream on Twitch anything and everything, uh, including chess, and I lost every game. So then I quit. Um, but Yeah, I have YouTube. I use, I usually upload things to my YouTube account only because then I have a rec- like proof of it. So I went off on Call of Duty one time and i just have that video nice. that's about it and i think i, I, think I did the same thing in halo once i went yeah i got like well, 90 straight kills no big deal but whatever. yeah i think i think one time i got 19 kills in a row with a spartan laser and i don't know how i pulled that off i've never done it again all we right, almost had it right. we almost had it right we almost got out of here yeah uh you know i forgot to mention as well uh highlight reel uh clips show coming at the end of the year we've been compiling some of the best moments from this season and this year of the canadian football countdown uh we'll review those together have some good laughs at all of our wrong takes throughout the year look forward to that closer to the new year uh but that other content you know cfl short content here and there uh, and this other stuff in between uh, in the meantime. Uh, as we wrap up the season here, thank you all for joining us here throughout the season. We've had a fantastic year here on the podcast. Shout out especially to the Discord community, our first year doing that. It's been a lot of fun getting to interact closer uh, with members of the community there. Those of you who joined us in the live chats, whether you listened afterwards, listened during the year, it's been a lot of fun. All season, I enjoyed chatting with these guys and with Mike uh, every week as well. Uh, and we're looking forward to a fun off season here. Thank you for your continued support and uh, whatever podcast platform you are listening on. We do appreciate if you do the fun things such as like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, share the show with your friends, help us grow the show. We always appreciate that. On behalf of our panel here this evening, Trey and Adam, and on behalf of Mike, I'm Ryan saying thank you for a wonderful season of the CFL. Have a good one. Take care. Bye.